Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's going on everyone? I am your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to the All In, All Out podcast. I hope that every one of you is having a blessed day and a blessed start to the week. I thank each and every one of you for taking time out of your day to listen to what I say. Whether it's the morning, the afternoon, evening, or nighttime, I'm grateful and always appreciative because there are hundreds upon hundreds of different outlets of programming that you can listen to. So for any of you right now who's listening to this program, it truly means a lot. And right before we get into this program, just a reminder, like, subscribe, Share the program with your friends, your colleagues, your homegirls, your homeboys, your homies, your parents, your siblings, your cousins, whoever it may be. Share the program. Get it out there. Don't cost you nothing, and I would greatly appreciate it. All right. Let's get the show on the road. There's a good amount of things that I want to get in. And if you haven't seen the title already, I'm going to be discussing on marriage, divorce, separation. This topic is something that I wanted to discuss for a long time. Ever since the genesis of All In, All Out, it's a topic that I wanted to discuss and officially release to the public. However, as I've said before, and if I haven't said it, I will never do a topic, Lord willing, that I don't fully understand on. Because if I don't fully understand the topic and now I'm releasing that information to the public and I release something that can potentially cost someone's soul then blood would be at my hands and that's something that I will never want to have on me. As the scripture reads in the book of Matthew, chapter 15, Jesus said, let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. Into the ditch. And I admit Two years ago, almost two years ago, matter of fact, more than two years ago, I was ignorant of a lot of this scripture that discusses on the topic of marriage, divorce, and separation. Quite frankly, because, and some of you who have listened recently to the program, are aware of my departure 
from the old congregation I used to be a part of ever since its inconception back in the late 2000s. And the leader, the pastor of that church was living and still is living in adultery. Uh, obviously, we'll get more into that. His wife, so-called pastor. And we know biblically that women were never called to be pastors, bishops, only prophetess is. She was living in adultery. The pastor was her second husband. So, looking back, I can determine and I know now why the topic of divorce and separation were never discussed. Never at no time was it mentioned. Even someone that I considered a second mother, and I rebuked that a long time ago, was living in adultery and still living in adultery. And the fake husband is living in fornication. This is why it's so important to be knowledgeable of the scriptures. Because I know one of the things that those type of pastors, so-called pastors, would say. For example... Women covering their head. And the scriptures read that if a woman prayeth or prophesy with her head uncovered, it dishonoreth her head. Actually, let's, let's read that real quick. Let me touch on that. Follow me in the scriptures. I believe it's in, it's in 1 Corinthians and if I remember correctly, it's in chapter, bear with me, bear with me, First Corinthians, where is it, where is it, where is it, all right, pray, on Oh, okay. First Corinthians chapter 11. And I'll start at verse 4. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. And we know that the head of the man is Christ. But every woman that... Actually, we'll, we'll start at verse 3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head uncovered, dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head. 
for that is even all one as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. Now, I won't get into the topic of covering, head covering on this episode. But the reason why I bring that up, because I remember I asked that question to one of the members of the church at that time. And the answer that the individual gave me was, quote, Pastor Blank said that Scripture was only for the church of Corinth. And we know that's a lie straight from hell because a no Scripture ever said that a woman covering her head is only for the church of Corinth. There's even a uh, pastor out there. He calls himself, I believe, Rich 99. I believe he's based out of Florida. He, he's, he, he got a woman pastor in his church. And he went on to say that, oh, we had hype covering and it, it was not a good environment. Something like that. This is why it's important to be knowledgeable of the scriptures. All right, let's go back to the topic at hand. And the reason why I want to discuss this topic now, one, because I'm fully educated in the scriptures regarding this topic, and two, because of recent news that has happened. Regarding one Jada Pickett Smith. Now, for those who are unaware, Jada Pickett Smith, I believe she's releasing a memoir. And she did an interview with one of the workers of, I think, Good Morning Today or the Today Show, if I remember correctly. And one of the breaking or dramatic revealing from the memoir is that her and her quote-unquote husband, I'll get into why I'm using air quotes, Will Smith have been separated since I was in high school slash college the year of 2016, that is six to seven years ago. So before we move any forward, take a listen to this audio courtesy of today. 
We are back 814 with Carson and Hoda's exclusive interview with Jada Pinkett Smith and everyone's going to be talking about this. Yeah, she is one half of Hollywood's most powerful couple. She's at the center of constant gossip and controversy, including that slap at the Oscars. She was sitting right next to Will Smith. And when we met up with Jada in her hometown of Baltimore to talk about her candid new memoir, Worthy, she opened up about an issue that has been kept secret until now. There are so many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most, that I actually had to reread it because right. I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016, you and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce on paper, right. but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now. <laughs> yes. Y'all have been apart. Yeah. But in public, the couple who married in 1997 denied the gossip about their marriage. This interview on Bravo's Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen was taped a year after Will and Jada separated. So uh, how long have you guys been together? Uh, 23 years. Wow. wow. That's amazing. How do you keep it hot? Um, how do I keep it hot? Uh, you know, uh, maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm baffled, really. Yeah, right. Over the next several years, Jada and Will kept up the appearance of a committed married couple. They even faced a scandal when Jada had what she called an entanglement with a family friend. Neither let the public know they had already split. So I guess my question is, I feel like you're a straight talker. I am. Except you're not sometimes. Yeah. So why do that? Like, what was the reason? I think just not being ready yet. Mm. Still trying to figure out between the two of us yeah. how to be in partnership, right? And in regards to how do we present that to people? you know, and we hadn't figured that out. During our walk in Baltimore, Jada reflected on their breakup. Why did the relationship fracture? Oh, why it fractured, that, that's a lot of things. Yeah. And I think by the time we got to 2016, we were just exhausted with trying. I think we were both kind of still stuck in our fantasy of what we thought the other person should be. Oh. Jada says she considered a legal divorce, but could never go through with it. I made a promise that there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. We will work through whatever. And I just haven't been able to break that promise. Mm. But you still live separately. We live separately. I have some. This woman is so of the devil. Such a phony, such a fraud, j just the worst type of human being. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you are a public figure and you, you're going to lie about your relationship for seven years. And even the interviewer 
is so scared to say that y'all are just straight up separated and just want to use the term divorce. And, and Jada wants to go on and say, I haven't gotten to a point where I want to do that. Well, if you care about your soul, you would. Now, now, real quick, <laughs> this was five years ago. It, this is on this video is on Will Smith's YouTube channel, where he was essentially freestyling, and he's he's just as bad too. Here's what the the rap said. Of an island, I might fly to China for nothing. Find a designer, pictures in my crib with me, my mom, and Obama. Murder all over the globe. Guilty, your honor, I'ma become a Mormon. Marion, Hallie, Rihanna, I'm an anomaly. Do drama or comedy? I could play Muhammad Ali over a white lady, probably still. 20 years of swag, y'all just witness. Stop the divorce rumors and mind y'all damn business. Wait, 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 wait. Stop the divorce. Rumors. Now, this was back five years ago, 2018. See, why do you need to say stop the divorce rumors? You know why? Because y'all were, according to your second wife, y'all were separated for two years up, up in that point. And now you want the, the heat. To go down. I, I can go on and on. About. How disgusting. Of a human being. Will Smith and Jada Pickett is. Just, just the fact. That. J <laughs> Jada kept her last name. Even though it's technically not a hyphen. You still kept the name. Like, if you really were committed to this man, you wouldn't still keep your last name. Regardless if you want to put, uh, put it as a hyphen or a second middle name. Or take out your old middle name and put your last name as the middle name. You know, I got a family member who hyphened their partner's Last name. I'm going to tell all of you straight up. If you are not willing to take. I'm telling you women. If you are not willing to take on your husband's last name. You are not truly committed. You're, you're not committed. You're either not committed. Or. There's something about that individual that you don't want attached. And you want to have the ability to still use your maiden name. But I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Probably going to cause some drama <laughs> nearby. But moving forward with this program... I want to talk about what the marriage laws are in the eyes of God Almighty. Because at the end of the day, 
God's law supremes over policy, over state law, and over the Constitution, or any other dictator, president, king or queen that's in this world. And I want to take my time with this because a lot of people, a lot of people lack understanding or they're very emotional when it comes to marriage law. Now, some people will refer back to the Old Testament where Samson had, if I remember correctly, 700 wives and 400 concubines around that number. And what David did as well. But here, if you follow me, to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. And we'll start at verse 31. This was the first time where marriage law was addressed. Now, this is God talking. Jesus Christ, one greater than Moses is discussing and laying down the law for divorce regarding divorce because Will Smith yeah yes you you better get jiggy with the scripture I tell you right now, you, you better get down with what, G, with what Jesus said. <laughs> All right, follow me in the scriptures. We'll start at verse 31. It hath been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, Jesus is saying to all of us, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causes her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. Now, this was the last part that was lacking understanding it because I my carnal mind used to think hey if the man if the husband or if the wife commits adultery then you have the right to divorce that is a lie that is a lie because fornication and adultery 
is not the same. When one commits adultery, it's when a husband cheats on his wife or when a wife cheats on her husband. Fornication is when you do the same thing, but you're not married. Even to the point when the couple is engaged and the husband, excuse me, the man and the woman either are sleeping together or when they're together, they're sleeping with other people. That's fornication. And when the man cheats on the, the woman or the woman cheats on the man, that's infidelity. So no. When, if you're not married and you either are sleeping around, you are committing fornication. But if you are married and you're sleeping around, with someone that's not your spouse. One way to commit adultery is by sleeping with someone else. So no. When you're married and you cheat on your spouse, you're committing adultery. And when you're unmarried, you're committing fornication. Now, this was discussed again in Matthew chapter 19. And I'll start at verse 1. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, as saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? <laughs> I'm telling you, people will fight tooth and nail for that second piece of meat. They will fight tooth and nail to justify their adulterous lifestyle, their adulterous choices. But the scripture don't care about your feelings, don't care about your emotions. As the book of scriptures have said, what will a man give in exchange for their soul? Is that piece of meat that vital to you that you're willing to put your own soul on the line here? I mean, the topic of marriage divorce has been discussed in great multitudes throughout the New Testament. And right here is only another example. Again, in verse 3, 
The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, This is the Messiah talking, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? So Jesus is letting you know right from the jump, it was only supposed to be male and female. Not male and male or female and female. No, male and female. That's how he designed it since the beginning of time. Verse 5. And said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain Twain means they are together, shall be one flesh. Wherefore, there are no more twain, but one flesh. What, therefore, God have joined together, let not man put asunder. Then they say unto him, well, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? Now, I admit, that's a legitimate question because if something was allowed for a long period of time, years upon years, and then a new person comes on the scene and says something else, you're naturally going to ask, well, wait a minute. Well, why, if this was supposed to be the way since the beginning of time, why did Moses of Musa allow a writing of divorcement? Verse 8, Jesus gave the Pharise this Pharisee the, the answer. He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. See, if you are an individual and you marry your spouse, knowing that you made a vow to commit to this individual for the rest of your life. And now you want to divorce your spouse. You got a hardened heart. You're wicked. You have the devil. Because you made a covenant between that individual and God Almighty. And now, what gives you the right to divorce? I'm, I'm going to go back up in verse 5. For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. Leave your parents and stay tight with your wife. And they twain shall be one flesh. 
Wherefore there are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God have joined together. God. You, you hear that? God has joined together. Let not man put asunder. Let not any man destroy. So now going back down to verse 8. Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. Christ is letting you know that that was not the way it was supposed to be. But God allowed it. God allowed it. That's the way it was in the day of Moses. But now we live under the new covenant, and this is God's law. You better obey it or be damned to hell. Verse 9, and I say unto you, whosoever, it don't matter if it's your mom, your dad, your siblings, your pastor, your friends, don't matter who you are, yourself, it don't matter who it is, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication. Again, we already, dis- already discussed on that. Adultery and fornication, two separate things. Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another. Marry another committed adultery. And whoso marrieth her, which is put away, doeth commit adultery. How plain is that? How plain is that? If you're married and you want to marry another, you're living in adultery. Will Smith, do y'all remember, I believe his real wife's name is Sherry Zepino. That was Will Smith's wife before he, he, he married that hussy, Jada Pinkett Smith. And I'm calling her a hussy, a tramp. What a, what a mess with your, your son's friend. I think it's almost 20 years younger than you. And you, you could tell she's dysfunctional. Oh, oh man. Hey, I, I, I was on TikTok the other day, and I saw a Kevin Samuels clip. And he was discussing a, on the topic of, of Jada Pickett-Smith. And how that, that family is so dysfunctional that the daughter wrote a letter to Tupac. Now, to give a little backstory on that, Jada has frequently talked about Tupac and they had a very close relationship, but no chemistry, okay? And I believe they went to musical school together and things of that nature. So. <laughs> Here, here's what Kevin Samuels had to say about it. 
take take a listen. You can become one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, squeaky clean image. Women love you around the world, and this is what's going on in your house. Your wife is in love with a dead man. Dear, dear Tupac, I know you are alive someplace. I think my mommy really misses you. Can you please come back? Can you come back so me and my mommy can be happy? I wish you were here. I really do. Tupac got killed in what, 95, 96? Willow never met Tupac. Why is this little girl writing a letter to Tupac? That's right. Why is Will Smith's daughter writing a letter to Tupac? What is being said in that house to get this little girl not writing Santa Claus, not writing the Easter Bunny, writing Tupac? Can you come back so me and my mom, so my mama and we can be happy? Tupac? Fam. You can become one. That's wild. And this is an actual letter that Willow Smith, the daughter of Will and Jada, wrote to Tupac. The man been dead, as Kevin Samuel said, for over 20 years. 20 years. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? That's, that's the level... Of dysfunction that's in the Smith family. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And I, 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 let me let me let me move forward. Let's go to Mark chapter ten and verse eleven. Again, this is Jesus Christ talking. You can't make this up. And man. These are the scriptures that I wish I would have been taught when I was younger. But I'm glad now that God revealed my eyes to the scripture and what the true laws of marriage are supposed to be. Mark chapter 10, verse 11. And he saith unto them. Actually, I'll start at verse... Six, but from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. He's saying, God is saying the same thing that he said in Matthew 19. And the twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. And in the house of his disciples asked him again of the same matter. That means that these people, these, these. Now, be, to be fair, this time are, the disciples are asking. The last time was the Pharisees. So, to be fair. Verse 11. And he saith unto them. Whosoever, doesn't matter who you are, politician, the principal, your, your manager, your, your, your sister in Christ, your brethren in Christ, don't matter. Whosoever shall put away his wife, 
and marry another, committeth adultery against her. And if a woman, oh man, speaking to you women out there, and if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, another man, hallelujah, she committeth adultery. How plain is that? How, how plain is that? You marry men, if you get another woman and your first wife is still living, you're living in adultery. Will Smith, your first, first wife is still living. The mother with whom you had Trey with. The forgotten child. Most people are aware of Jaden and Willow. But you, you have a son. And that woman that you married, that you put away, she's still living. You're still a, living in adultery. For over 20 years, you've been living in adultery. Jada, 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 you're living in fornication because that's not your man. Will Smith already got a wife. Yeah, 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 you better put in that divorce, that earthly divorce, and get right with God. Because if you die in that manner, you're going to hell. Will Smith, you don't put away that second wife, you're going to hell. And you see, many, many people don't want to hear this. Many, <laughs> many people don't want the cold, hard truth. You know, uh, uh, let me tell you a, a, a side journey, a, a story. <laughs> I, I remember when I, I left the the church I came out of. And I was going to be taking my time and looking for a, a, new, a new congregation to, to join. And one of my old colleagues, I won't say his name, but he invited me to this church in Stanford. And, and as the scripture reads, to judge the spirits. And when I went there a handful of times, actually, I remember the first time I went there and myself and my colleague, my old colleague, went down to the, the basement area or the first floor. and That's where they eat and everything. And I was talking to the pastor, and I, I made it clear to him that I believe was written, and was only written, because Jesus said, search the scriptures. I made that perfectly clear. And services down the line, uh, they did. They didn't baptize the right way. Calling God a person—that's a whole other topic. 
But <laughs> the reason why I stopped going to that church because the pastor was talking about marriage and divorce. And this guy said out of his mouth, am I saying to you that if you got a divorce and you're married again, that you got to get rid of that spouse? No. What? What? That's what I was saying in my head. I was booing. You're telling people to stay in an adulterous relationship. And after I heard that, I said, no. 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 I'm done. And I remember one day... My old colleague and I, we had a conversation about that, and he went on to say, oh, you should have talked to the individual, and we had a back and forth about it. But this is so serious of a topic that you can cost someone's soul, and the blood will be on your hands. So anyone out there, and you divorced, and you married another person, you better put away that second person. You better put that person away. You'll get one shot at a marriage, pretty much. But let me continue on with the scriptures. Let's go... And, you know, (laughs) one thing I almost forgot to talk, forgot to mention, the slap. Y'all remember that slap that that happened at the the Oscars, I believe, uh, a year ago? And (laughs) just just take a listen for for those who want a refresher or even a good laugh. This is courtesy of Guardian News YouTube. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier. Oh, and by the way, this video is the uncensored version. So apologize for the explicit language. Dem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? (laughs) (laughs) It's Jawas. That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Richard. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name 
out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> Other than the the comedy of that, the the reason I wanted to play that audio is to tell Will Smith that's not your wife. <laughs> that's not your wife. You faker. You phony. You fraud. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, let's go to Romans chapter seven. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. How that the law has dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. Liveth. Not about to die, not if he's blind, missing a leg, missing an eye, missing a hand, became a vegetable, is a bum. Let's read this again. This is, this is so plain. For the woman which hath an husband is bound, bound, can't get out of it, by the law. To her husband, so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed, loosed from the law of her husband. As long if you, if I marry a woman, I am bound to her. For the remainder of her days. The remainder of her time on earth. But if she dies. And I'm still living. I now have. Legal right. Under God's law. Which again. Supersedes. Any law. That man has ever created. I am now free to marry someone else. Verse 3. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. Adulteress, I, the Bible said. Not lady, first lady, not um, sister, you're on the choir, you shall be called an adulteress. Verse 3 again. So then if, while her husband is alive, while her husband liveth, she be married to another man. She shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married 
to another man. And for you men out there, that's just the flip side. You are, if you have a wife and she's living and you marry another, you're not an adulteress, homie. You're an adulterer. You're an adulterer. But man, this, this is so good. My God, my God, this is so good. You know, you, you, this is plain. This is so plain. And people will fight tooth and nail and complain about it. I remember with the same colleague. <laughs> he, I had asked him his perspective on this topic. And he went on to say about he has a, a homeboy or a friend who married someone and they they were a Christian or at the very least they didn't give their life to Christ at the time that they were married or at least the guy didn't. And now that he gave his life to Christ and the woman is still sinner, hellbound and all that, now he he's he feels like he's in a dilemma. Like man, I married this woman. I wasn't knowledgeable of the scripture and and all and all that. And I and I said to to the old colleague of mine, "Well, that's God's law. You reap what you sow. There are." consequences negative or positive to every action that we do in this lifetime yes there are gonna be people there has been people and there will continue to be people who married and know jack diddly squat about the law of marriage there are going to be people who are knowledgeable of the scriptures when it comes to marriage. And they'll still do the same wickedness. But that's why I mentioned early on. And I actually, I believe I talked about it in an episode long ago on the phrase, ignorance is bliss, which is so of the devil. I, I mean... What's so blissful about being ignorant? How, how is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just ridiculous. Just that statement alone. You know, I, I heard a saying once that if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. That why would you not want to be knowledgeable uh, of things that can either send you to heaven or send you to hell. My my God. <sighs> All right. Let's get back to it. Last scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And I'll start at verse 10. And unto the married, I command yet not I... But the Lord, let not the 
the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried. Now, I know those are you out there who say, well, what if my partner beats me? What if they verbally abuse me? What if they're constantly cheating on me? What if they're abusive to my kids? What if, he, what if he or she is just a straight up bum? Look, God understands that not every relationship will work out. God knows that. Because as it was written in the book of Matthew, that Moses gave a bill of divorcement because of the hardness of your heart. But God knows that not every relationship will work out. But God is still a God of order and standard, which most people don't have. They think marriage is some... Disney fantasy, you get the big wedding, you get the nice wedding gown, you get the nice tuxedo, you got the bridesmaids, you got your, uh, I forgot what the men are called, your homeboys in the back, your best man, I remember that. This big, expensive wedding, you got the limo with the just Mary sign hanging off where the license plate will be with the bells and everything, and you got the fantasy of of carrying her in your arms, kick open the door, and getting on like popcorn. But with all that materialistic pleasure, with all that fleshly desire, if you are not knowledgeable of the scripture, all of that doesn't mean a darn thing. Nothing, I say. Don't mean nothing. But nevertheless, God understands that not every relationship will work out. It's sad, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality. So here in verse 11, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried. So, no, you don't, you're not going to get another man. You're not going to get another woman. No, 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 no. You're still married in the eyes of God. But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried. So, again, if you're in an re abusive relationship, if you're in a situation where you, you need to get away from that man, get away from that woman, you can, you can leave, you can separate. God justifies separation. But if she depart, if you, if you leave, you still remain unmarried. That means you don't get another man. Or if you're a man, you don't get another woman. But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried. Or be reconciled to her husband. So if say you're lonely. 
you, you, you want a man, you want a woman in your life, you don't want to die alone physically, you want someone by your side, here's what you got to do. But if she depart, let her remain unmarried, or, here we go, be reconciled to a husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. That means you got to go back. Even say your husband cheat on you time and time again. Just a useless bum. No contribution. No help. No standard. No example whatsoever. And same for you women too. And then you separate. You leave. You said, I'm out of here. I ain't dealing with your nonsense, your foolishness anymore. But then years down the line, <laughs> you get lonely. You're tired of doing stuff all on your own. And you want a spouse to help you out with these things. And that spouse, your first wife, your first husband is still living. Here's what you got to do according to the scriptures. Be reconciled to her husband. And for your men, to your wife. And let not the husband put away his wife. How, how plain is that? Huh? Uh, th thank you. How, how plain is that, ladies and gentlemen? The laws of marriage. Divorce. Separation. God hates Divorce, I believe, is mentioned in the book of Malachi, if I remember correctly. God, God, God hates divorce. Is that plain? So why you do it? Huh? Is your heart that hardened that you want to put away? Your wife, your husband, someone that you made a commitment to? What, what happens to death do us part? Through the thick and the thin, eh? All right, all right. You can separate. You can do it. It's not God's best, but you can do it. Well, you just can't get another... Wife, another husband. Here it is. Malachi chapter 2, verse 16. For the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hated putting away. For one covereth violence with his garment, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit that ye deal not treacherously. That, 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 that's God right there. God said it. I, I hate putting away because it's not his best. In the beginning was man and the woman twain together. My Lord, my Lord. So Will Smith, Big Willie, you better get rid of Jada the faker because that's not your wife. That is not your wife, your first wife that you had trade with. She's still living. 
you, 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 you better put her away if you don't want to stay with your first you, if you don't want to get back together with your first wife you, you better stay separated oh boy I'm telling you and Jake Jada the faker you better get rid of Will Smith cause that's not your husband you're living in fornication you're living in fornication and to all of you out there who's listening to the sound of my voice, I'm going to make it so plain that you, that, that even a dummy can understand. If you, and this is why it's so important, I'm telling this lesson to myself because I'm not married yet. Take your time. On who you marry. Because you pretty much got one shot at life to do this. What is the this? To be married. One shot. To choose the right partner. You better make sure that your partner has been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that your partner received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, and that your partner is living for God and doing it the Bible way. You, you, you better judge his or her spirit. You better test it. You, you, you better examine it hard. There's so many fakers out here, they act like they got the Holy Ghost. They claim to have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then when they get you into, into that marriage, they switch up as someone who has a bipolar disorder. They switch up like a, like a switch to turn on the lights. Just like that. Take your time and don't be emotional when it comes to that decision, don't rush it. And then again, don't be a snail to it. Man, I, I know people who have been in relationships for 10 years. Who has dated for 10 years and get married. Let me, let me tell y'all something. It, it don't take 10 years. It, this is just my opinion now. This is my opinion. It don't take 10 years to get married. It don't take 10 years to figure out if you want to spend the rest of your life with this person or not. If you, if you are still dating an individual after a decade, she, like, I, I, I've, been, I, <laughs> I've been walking with God for over 10 years. And you're telling me throughout that time you still ain't married? Man, you better have a serious one-on-one -on -one sit-down conversation about what's the goal moving forward between the two of you. Or quite frankly, you have no business being together at that point because I'm pretty sure there was, there was some cheating involved, there's some trust issue involved. Someone's afraid to commit. Someone doesn't value marriage, which is mind-boggling to me. I, I mean, let me tell you, marriage is the 
ultimate one of the most ultimate forms of commitment. It's pretty much the ultimate form of commitment because once you're married, yeah, you're stuck forever, baby. <laughs> you're bound forever. There ain't no getting away from that person, you know. And I, I was telling this to my colleague a few weeks back because this individual has been going through some things and their partner has been not marriage material. I'm being very vague with what I'm saying. And I and I and as I was driving this individual home because they needed a ride, I told this I encouraged this individual Listen, I'm paraphrasing what I said. I said, listen, what I see right now and what you're telling me right now is the same thing and the same things that I have seen myself. And I'm telling you, it's not going to go well. I'm telling you, it will not go well. And once... You come once you're married to this individual, you're stuck forever. You you are stuck until this person dies. So I I encourage you to trust. That's the one thing I've I vividly remember saying. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You're trying to figure it out on your own, and it will not work out. I, I promise you it won't, won't work out. You think it'll work out, but it won't work out at all. <laughs> I, I, listen, anytime I try to do a decision without the Lord's involvement, it failed every time. It, it failed. Anything you try to do without God, you will fail. And you will fail miserably. You will be unhappy. You will be miserable. You will, and you won't have no peace. You, you, you won't have no peace whatsoever. I mean, I, I was going to give another example, but I'll leave that alone. But the point is, take your time on who you choose to marry. Don't marry because of materialistic things that will pass away or come and go, whether it's money whether it's physical looks, whether it's houses, or any form of asset. You need to make sure that your potential life spouse is point blank born again. Plain and simple. According to John chapter 3. Read it for yourself. And once you know that this person is born again, then they need to consistently be walking with the Lord, striving to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, day in and day out. Will they be perfect? Will they make every right choice absolutely not but they are at least striving to not only be a a man of god a woman of god first and foremost 
but and a a godly husband a godly wife because if and for women out there make sure that the man that you might potentially marry is putting god first that god is the head of his life i'm gonna read it again let's go back the first corinthians chapter 11 if i remember correctly now sorry verse one be ye followers of me even as i am excuse me be ye followers of me even as i also am of christ now i praise you brethren that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Wait, here's the key verse. Verse 3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and that the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. You women out there, if your man does not have Christ as the head of of his life, get out, get out. I I say, get out and leave, because it will not be a fruitful relationship. Don't try and quote unquote save the man. Don't try and quote unquote change the man. You can't change nobody. You can't do it. You can influence people, yes, but you can't change people. That person needs. The desire, they need to, excuse me, they need to have the desire to change. And that person does not have the desire to change, get out. Get out. Say to that individual, look, I like you, yada, 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 yada. But based on your actions, you do not have Christ as the head of your life. And because of that, we cannot be together. We, we cannot continue to see each other. If you want to date me, you got to do what God said. And these are the standards that I referred to earlier and potentially in previous episodes. That's why so many relationships are unstable and out of whack. Because there are no standards whether it's just a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or marriages. There's no standard. Hey, if you do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, this will not happen. And actually stick to that standard. Because if God has standards, you should have standards. And same thing when it comes to the law of marriage. If you marry someone, you're bound to them forever and ever and ever until that person dies. And if you put your wife away and get another woman, if you put your husband away and you get another, you're living in adultery. And if you die in that manner, you're going to hell. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 
And I'm going to start at verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, so Jada Pinkett Smith, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. You, You hear that? You hear that? The adulterers will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if you got a second spouse and the first one is living, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drill it in y'all brain. I'm going to drill it so you get it. If you have a second spouse and your first one is living and you die in that manner, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Get rid of it. Stop trying to feed your flesh. Don't you care about your soul? What are you willing to give exchange for your soul? My God, my God. What are you willing to give? Uh, Actually, I'm going to read this. Matthew 16 and 26. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world? You you, you know, (laughs) I've heard the phrase where men, they talk to women and they say, she's the light of my world. When my day is dark, she's the sun that hovers around the clouds and brightens up my day. She's the light of this wicked world. But here at Matthew, what for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world? You see, a lot of men and women too, they 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 go crazy if 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 their their spouse leaves or they do this or they do that because they're so dependent on that spouse. And they completely forgot they have a God to answer. And so they're so worried about this individual while they live it like the devil. But yeah, you, you, they're not worrying about their own salvation. As, as the scriptures reads, and I believe in Philippians chapter 2, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. My God, my God. Again, this is in verse... Where was I? Where was I? Oh, yeah. Verse 26. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for your soul? For his soul. What are you willing to exchange for your soul? Is that second wife, that second husband, third, fourth husband and wife? Is it, do you want it that bad, Donald Trump? You've been married multiple times. Steve Harvey, don't know why he's giving out relationship advice. (laughs) Do you really want that third, fourth wife, second wife, second husband, third, fourth husband that bad? You got a God to answer. You got a God to answer. This is so critical. 
to this life, this journey. Because heaven and earth will pass away. And we will have to answer and stand before Jesus Christ one day. We will. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The question is, are you going to do it as a follower of Christ? Or are you going to do it when it's too late? And that's all I got to say about that. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something new. I hope this was revelatory for you, enlightening for you. I hope that you got something out of this episode. Because many people, many people, well, fortunately, go into the lake of fire over something that can simply be eradicated, simply be changed. But because these type of individuals, the prideful ones, the ones who don't want to give up their fleshly pleasure, will end up going to the lake of fire because they care more about that than their own soul. Choose wisely and take your time when it comes to choosing a wife or a husband. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, Stay blessed. Stay blessed and well balanced. Thank you.